cliffcentral.com. 360biz on cliffcentral.com. It is 360biz indeed. My name is Debohoma Fodi. Welcome to another exciting installment of 360biz right here on Cliff Central. It is indeed a beautiful Wednesday, uh, but you know, this is a show that brings you all things business, and we specialize definitely in bringing industry champions, people that are good at what they do, and this show is nothing but here to inform, educate, and definitely keep you updated as to what's happening within the entrepreneurial stage out there. The sun is very hot out there. At least the weather has been bad, uh, has been better today. Um, especially coming from a weekend of rain. Uh, my car, it's a problem. Uh, it flooded so much that um, even water came into the engine. My car is refusing to start. Uh, but anyway, um, you know what? I don't know. Or maybe I need to buy myself a scooter or these kind of cars. Or maybe even like me, like Mr. and drive SUVs. Um, that are big. Uh, anyway, I'm not alone in studio. I'm with a couple of guests, um, that are gonna be giving us some very inside info, um, about different industry that we're talking today. It's something that is very close to my heart, but I'm gonna be getting to them. Bulelan is not unfortunately in. I'm sure he is on the way. I hope he is. Um, cause I've not heard anything from him. But anyway, welcome, welcome, welcome. The name of the show is 360biz. However, um, you know, we've got an interesting, um, what do we call it? Do we call him a co-host? Uh, do we call him a guest host? Uh, but he's not new to some of you guys. Uh, this gentleman is a friend of mine, uh, the person that who's as equally passionate about small business. Uh, he's actually a host uh, for an SAPC One show called Making Move. His name is Sia. How are you, boy? Uh Good, hey, that introduction. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what's wrong with the introduction? Uh, no, nothing, man, nothing. You know, I'm used to introducing people, not people introducing me. Is it? Yes. No, 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 definitely. Um, I mean, you know, they say you've got a, radio, a, a face for uh, uh, for radio, ne? So oh. whether you've been on TV, so now at least this is a different platform. Yeah. <laughs> it is, it's something new. And thank you very much for having me. Thank you very much for your awesome team and everybody here at the station as well. It's something new. I'm always up for new challenges. So, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. So I'm looking forward definitely to, to having you. And uh, I mean, some of us, uh, by the way, next week, um, it is uh, my last show in this studio, at least for this year, because mm-hmm. um, I know that I'm traveling back to the States. So I'll be broadcasting from there. So I know uh, that on some days you're going to be holding it down for us this side. Eh? Hey, congrats. The States. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The uh, States. I think you deserve a hand clap. Yeah, I know, my brother. No, it's it's nothing. They, they, they know we do these things, yeah, well, um, you know, right here. I mean, on, on Cliff Central. Um, I mean, this show, it has to show that it has actually stood out within the issues of um, business. But anyway, a new world of energy economy is emerging. And now the question is, can the world run on renewable energy to accelerate the transition to a healthier, more secure, climate-safe future? Uh, I mean, Sia, you've realized that outside. I mean, I can see me and you are rocking our T-shirts, my yeah, brother. Wow. It's hot. Um, and having, you know, such a hot... Um, weather or energy out there. Do you think as a country, are we using this energy that uh, all of a sudden has become, I know that we're suffering from climate change mm-hmm. and drought at this point in time, but would you say personally, are we using this energy that we're exposed to? I would say yes and no. Okay. Um, look, we've right now we're seeing um, a lot of businesses emerging, mm-hmm. but we're not seeing enough emerging as well. Yeah. And I also feel that some of our people need to be taught a bit more about you know renewable energy um also you know um climate changes knowing how 
right now it's not as how it was five years ago. Mm. Somebody was saying to me five years ago or eight years ago, this time of the year, it used to be this, it used to be like that, the weather was like this. Yeah, it's true. We've had weather that's been going up and down for the past week and a half in Joburg. Yeah. You know, it's hot one day, it's raining, it's cold. We, we, we can't understand what's going on. Yeah. You know? No, definitely. I'm hoping some of these gentlemen will help us uh, definitely understand that. You've mentioned something very interesting in terms of we don't have enough businesses uh, that are being built um, emerging into that. Speaking of businesses that are being built, it is said that we need to build a smarter, more flexible system that maximizes the use of variable sources of renewable energies. It is suggested that South African can produce energy from solar power, natural gas, wind power, aeronautic digesting and etc i mean today we're in the discussion we're discussing the facts of that business of energy today i'm very excited that in studio i mean we're going to be having some of the most amazing guests in fact not we're going to be having already have my man these mm. amazing guests i mean the south african regional managing director mr siabong ambaja who's the knowledgeable um on the um car to solar park project and concentrated solar power and renewable energy as a whole and will also provide insight on some of the things um, they do. Let me give this opportunity to Mr. Mbajwa uh, to actually say hi. How are you, Babsia? No, I'm fine. I'm fine. How are you doing? No, definitely. I'm good. Thanks. Great. Thanks for having me. No, it's a pleasure. Um, as well, let me take this opportunity to welcome, um, I mean, the managing um, director um, okay, of um, what Green Building Council, um, Mr. Tulane. He's also with us in studio, but you'll get an opportunity to say hi um, and speak to you later on. But as well on the mic, uh, we've got in studio with us Mr. Tarek Youssef, um, who's the co-founder of Empower Holdings. They supply solar power batteries uh, to informal settlement. Uh, Mr. Youssef, how are you, my brother? Hi, how are you? No, I'm good, thanks. thanks um, and later on on the show, um, last but not least, we've got Mr. Kolani Kubega, who's the CEO of Small Business Development Institute, um, who's also in the Black Business Council and Recycle of Economic Development Initiatives um, called Renisa. Um, you're going to be hearing from him as well. Later on, uh, he's not new to the show. We've always had him. He's become part of the family these days. But getting straight um, to the show, maybe let me give uh, Mr. Mbacho an opportunity to tell us where is he from and what is it that he does. Okay, great. Uh, thanks. Um, I'm the managing director of Sene, uh, which basically is a global um, engineering and technology group. Okay. Uh, we've got different business units, uh, but one of the units that is quite active in South Africa is the power, oil, and gas uh, business unit. Mm-hmm. And what we've been doing uh, to date over the last uh, four years or so is we've been participating in the Renewable Energy Independent Power Producer Procurement Program, which is uh, in short the REAP, uh, which has been implemented by the Department of Energy. Um, so we've participated in a, in, in, in a few projects to date, um, particularly focusing on concentrated solar power. So what we do is we generate electricity. We then, uh, we then supply that to ESCOM, and ESCOM then distributes it out there to the general public, to, to businesses. Hmm. Wow, no, that's interesting. Uh, by the way, Mr. Mbajo, I was involved in um, the figure, the first biggest um, biogas um, energy plant in Bella Bella, okay, um, where we put together the communities and we're taking pig waste and actually boil the digester to convert that um, into energy. So oh, it's actually okay. interesting to meet people like you that are in this and space. How, how is that performing at the moment? Uh, no, definitely. Um, it's performing very well. Now it's on phase two of the project where, where storage and distribution of the project. We're still facing some hurdles with ESCOM and maybe after this I can get it today. 
get let's get as <laughs> okay. um to actually move because right now the point was to should be a small scale kind of um um escom or energy company okay. um we wanted to be the one that does the distribution not escom does it on our behalf excellent no excellent. definitely so mr um mr Mbajo, tell me what is card to solar park uh, oh. project and how does it work Okay, Katu Solar Park um, is a concentrated solar power plant. Uh, it's the third project that we have launched here in South Africa. Okay. Um, it's about 100 megawatts in terms of size. And uh, just to break that down, it's probably equivalent to electrifying approximately 150,000 households. Okay. Um, we started building that uh, in at the end of May, and we are planning to complete the project uh, at at the end of 2018. So from the end of 2018, we will then connect to the South African grid and we'll be able to then supply ESCOM and obviously the general public as a whole with clean energy. Um, what is different about concentrated solar power as opposed to some of the other technologies that uh, are out there is the fact that uh, we use the sun. Uh, we use the sun, which is obviously free. Uh, we're using clean technology, so it's not uh, we're not u- using fossil fuels. But probably most importantly uh, is the fact that uh, even when the sun sets, mm-hmm. uh, using concentrated solar power, we're actually able to continue generating because we've got storage uh, capacity where we use uh, molten salts to store the energy, and and that allows us to continue generating electricity for 24 hours a day. Hmm. No, I like that. Uh, it's very interesting. Maybe let me come to Mr. Youssef. Uh, Mr. Youssef, um, tell us about Empower Holdings. Hi. Uh, thanks for having me again. Uh, Empower Holdings is uh, a solution. Basically, it's a business we started that focuses on people who live off the grid. Okay. So in Africa, there's about 600 million people who live off the grid. So what we do is we put 20-foot or 40-foot containers in an off-grid area. Mm. So we put about uh, 72 panels on it. We generate about 1.8 kilowatts. There's a power bank, powers the whole container. And then we put uh, a a TV on the container so the community can watch DSTV or whatever they want to watch. And then we have a Wi-Fi. People can play Wi-Fi. Then on top of that, we have a photocopier machine so people can come uh, photocopy whatever so now you have a power source in in a place where there was never never ever power before Hmm. so and now we figured out how to put a network tower on as well so now uh in our main business is we have about in a 40 foot we'll have about 2,000 batteries Mm -hmm. specific batteries and we sell them each for about 149 rand so the customer comes to buy it for 149 rand. We have a complete biometric system, so the customer puts their fingerprints, so I know who has the battery at any given time. Sure. So let's say we sell a thousand, right? And then they go home, and they have it comes with a light, LED light, so that eliminates the use of candles and any hazardous stuff. So it has a 12 volt connection, so you can charge your phones, anything at home. So when the battery dies, they come back and they pay 10 rand. I give them a fully charged one. So it's an exchange system. Hmm. So now you have this power hub in an area where you can charge phones and anything. So it's the first time you can actually reach rural communities. I'm actually, I've got two now here. I've rolling one, one in Shonshanguwe. I have one in Muiplas in Centurion. I have one just arrived in Zambia now. Hmm. No, no, you must make sure that after this you link up with Mr. Mbaja, eh? <laughs> I mean, see, isn't this fascinating, bro? It is, you know, speaking about the whole system of you bring back the battery and then you get another one. When I was growing up, um, I stayed at my uncle's house. Okay. And they didn't have electricity, but they had a battery. 
you know, the car batteries. <laughs> and that's where we could we watch, used to watch TV, TV and all those things. So it kind of <laughs> took me back to that moment where then when the battery was finished, there was a house up the road that, where we used to just take the battery there. They would charge it. We paid. Then we got another one. I, I, know, ex- <laughs> I, know, I know exactly what, you, what you're talking about. I mean, some of us, we, we grew up in the informal settlement, yes. Gumkuku. And that's definitely what we, we, we used to, yeah. to definitely, um, do. But now tell me, Yusuf, wasn't it, um, you know, difficult, um, or wasn't it high entry barriers, um, coming into this industry? Not necessarily. You can identify, well, the market says it all. So the difficult part is actually going into these communities and actually telling them, listen, this is what I'm trying to bring. But they don't understand really, so you, you negotiate and you pay for a certain piece of land and only once you put it there and then they turn on the TV and say, hey, there's TV around here. And then they start <laughs> figuring out what it is. Yeah. And then since you know, since you have a power hub in the area, you can start figuring out other businesses that you can uh, you can do around it. Mm. I mean, the advertising, the airtime sales, I mean, your network tower. Hmm. So my vision for this, well, our vision for this in uh, the future, I want to power young entrepreneurs around Africa to have their own ones, mm. whether it's institutions, governments, mm. or people, you know, they yeah. can have their own ones and make money out of it. Yeah, no, definitely. It's a challenge that, that, that I want to pose to Mr. Kobega when he comes on, that let's, let's start take on, uh, taking on Africa. Because I think there's, there's African countries, uh, Mr. Kobega, that need to be having this discussion. Um, you know, it shouldn't only be after, yes, we've done the national colloquium. Let's take it to Africa to say, how can we develop Africa so that we trade with each other? Because it's definitely something that we don't do. Uh, I mean, speaking about trading with each other, I mean, uh, Mr. Mbachwa, where, which areas, um, did you develop, um, or that still need development, um, as far as, um, the Cut to Solar Park project? Okay. Just on, <clears throat> in terms of, uh, what we are focusing on, which is concentrated solar power, to date, we, have, we are mainly focusing in the Northern Cape area, and there's a very particular reason why we are doing that. Uh, the, the radiation levels mm. are the highest in that area. So mm. if you, you want the Africa mines. Tell us the whole, truth. You want no, the no, mines no, no, in no. Kimbari. <laughs> Not really. No, 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 no. no. Yeah. The radiation levels are highest okay. in, in that area. Um, so the three plants that we, we are, uh, we've got two currently under construction. Katu is one of them. The other one is the Ilanga, which is also 100 megawatts. Uh, Bokport is a project that we completed earlier this year and is already connected to the grid and, uh, and, and is running quite successfully at this point in time. But going forward, mm-hmm. um, we're not just looking at South Africa. Obviously, the Northern Cape, uh, as I've highlighted, highest radiation levels is very close to Namibia. Um, and as you know, we've had some challenges in terms of uh, uh, having a stable grid in South Africa, and we, we do sell our electricity to our neighboring countries. Mm. Um, and when we do have uh, those challenges, we, we simply start supplying um, those countries with, with less electricity, and, and they end up having problems. So what they are starting to do is they're starting to, to capacitate themselves. They're starting to build their own power plants. So we are looking at uh, a few opportunities in areas like Namibia, Botswana, as well as uh, other SADC countries. And uh, and we, we're actually participating, just talking about Africa, in Morocco, we are participating in the largest uh, solar complex in the world. 
um, which is which is about 510 uh, megawatts. Uh, so so certainly this this is an opportunity for Africa to be able to use natural resources to generate electricity. I mean, what you're saying is so true, uh, Mr. Mbaja. I mean, um, it has been said. I mean, um, in the green space online um, energy campaign, that the energy industry has got an opportunity of creating about 7.6 million jobs and about 100 million um, uh, 10 million jobs by 2020. I mean, according to, to, to you, how realistic is this, though? Look, I think, uh, you know, government, in, if you look at the National Development Plan, you, mm-hmm. look at, uh, you look at the infrastructure development plan for the country, uh, the green economy, you know, is a very, very big part of that. So we need the green economy to basically create jobs. And you do that by attracting um, foreign direct in- investment, for example, by attracting um, uh, industrial uh, facilities to be set up here so that some of the equipment that we use can be manufactured right here. And if we do that, obviously we create jobs. So if we create a new industry which was not there in the past, um, we will be creating you know, uh, new employment opportunities. So, so I think if we, as a whole, you know, if 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 South Africans are focused, and uh, and we work in partnership with our government, and government continues to show commitment towards the renewable energy independent power producer program, then mm-hmm. then I think it's quite realistic. Uh, I think it's it's a very very important uh, objective that we need to all focus on. Is it, uh, Mr. Youssef? I mean, um, people. I mean, some people believe renewable energy is expensive. Um, is this true? Well, it is. It is expensive. This is why we put a central hub where it, where it generates power from solar that charges batteries that people can actually take home. So, mm-hmm. if you put a solar panel in each household, then it becomes expensive. But then again, we have this containerized solution that everybody comes around, so the social impact is even much better. Is it? Yeah. So now, um, I mean, <laughs> what 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 you're saying? It's it's. I'm not sure you you're saying that because you're in the energy space, or no. I'm just saying it's just, it's uh, it's my idea. It's well, it's idea what we think can work around the container. So I know you're saying that uh, renewable energy can be expensive. It is it is very expensive mm-hmm. for some mm-hmm. people to put put panels and inverters and whatever in homes. Mm. So then tell me, are there any hidden costs in renewable energy? I mean, um, I mean, they, I mean, like they are in electricity. I mean, in electricity, you know, we've got things like water pollution, um, human health impact, and whatever. So, is there something maybe that, um, or any hidden costs within the renewable energy space? I think all the hidden, co- all the costs is the upfront costs of actually setting up the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it's how much? Green maybe give, give us okay. A... So like a twenty foot, or about six hundred thousand rand. We could do about five hundred swaps a day. And a forty foot, about nine hundred and fifty thousand. We can do about a thousand swaps a day. That's sure. On the batteries. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, some of the countries that you you've you've put this uh, in We're place. Putting, uh, Putting one in, put one just arrived in Zambia now. They're actually busy setting it up. Where about in Zambia? Yeah, uh, in near Lusaka, we're putting it in Chisamba, so we can showcase it to the public mm-hmm. and everyone. And there's about five or six thousand people there who live without power. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a perfect place. Okay, maybe let me ask this question to you and Mr. Mbaja, both of you. Um, you guys have been building and they're also setting up. In, in this setting up of yours, I mean, how, how involved are small businesses though? 
Okay. Um, can I tackle the cost question? Because okay. uh, I think cost is a is a big issue. There's a big debate mm-hmm. as we speak uh, in 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 the general sort of uh, South African uh, market right now. So. You know, there is a perception that renewable energy is costly, but I think there's a reason why it's been costly, costly historically. Okay. Um, it's been costly because, you know, we have not really gone out there and rolled out renewable energy. As more and more countries show commitment towards renewables, mm-hmm. as more and more people start utilizing uh, renewables, even just in their homes and so forth, using solar PV and so forth, what you're finding, the trend, is that the cost keeps dropping. Mm. And uh, maybe just to bring that back home is that if you look at the Renewable Energy IPP program, which started back in 2011, mm-hmm. the first round of those uh, of of, of, of um, of that program, you know, the cost, for example, for CSP was over two rand per kilowatt hour. Right now, you will get that at just over one rand per kilowatt hour. So what that tells you, in a period of about four years, we've managed to drop the cost by close to 50, uh, you know, by, by, by a large margin, by, by basically we've halved the cost. So if we continue with this trajectory, then it means that the cost of of, of CSP, as an example, could potentially be well below uh, one rand per kilowatt hour. So what I'm saying is uh, that argument is starting to be a little bit, uh, you know, flimsy, uh, to put it quite bluntly. Uh, so, so renewable energy is not necessarily more costly than than other sources. In terms of SMMEs, um, on a project like Katu, uh, we have we have basically targeted uh, uh, certain packages for 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 for, for SMMEs to get involved. Uh, we are operating within uh, the John Dowlett District Municipality there, so we've targeted businesses from that area, mm-hmm. and uh, and and basically we we are we in constant engagement with them, and we. We've awarded certain packages to them, and and they range from subcontracts that are, let's say, civils uh, related. Because right now we're busy with civil works, which is earthworks. We're busy with piling, uh, so we've awarded some contracts in that area. The supplies of of different uh, types of uh, of products. So SMMEs are a very important uh, part of what we are doing. Uh, we don't just want to complete the plant. We also want to empower as we uh, go along. Asanda, we need to be part of that civils, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you wanted to say something, Mr. Yusuf? I was saying, um, basically... Come uh, closer. Basically, our colleague over here, mm-hmm. his uh, projects are the power they generate to connect to the grid. Mm-hmm. So now we focus on people who don't have any power, aren't even connected to the grid. Mm. So it becomes very expensive for them to actually go and buy a solar kit and put it in their home. Mm. So it's, a, it's, a, it's two different arguments on what yeah. you're saying about how expensive it is for someone and how isn't it mm. expensive. So, so before, uh, there's something I want to ask Mr. Mbaja, but before I'm going to ask him, tell me, nuclear energy, how good or bad will this be for South Africa? I wouldn't know. I'm not as, that uh, it? on nuclear energy. Oh, okay, Mr. Mbaja? <laughs> I think what I can tell you is that renewable energy is very good. Is it? Look, um, what we can say about nuclear as well as coal, not mm-hmm. just nuclear, is that uh, that is what we call base load. Mm-hmm. So that's basically 
um, sup- constant supply of electricity. Mm. Uh, no matter you know what time of the day it is, you're constantly generating electricity. So that creates stability in the system. Mm. Um, for example, with the wind power plant, I mean power plant, it'll blow. It'll it'll generate electricity when it's windy. Mm. Uh, with a PV power plant, it will. You know, you'll be able to generate electricity when the sun is out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and as soon as it goes down, then obviously it'll stop. So what you need is you need stability. And what coal does, as well as nuclear, is that it provides you with the stability. But with regards to South Africa, what we need is not that technology and not this technology. What mm-hmm. we need is a basket of technology. It's a complete mix. Mm-hmm. We need a certain percentage towards renewables, a certain percentage towards base load. Mm. So that's that's basic. Yeah, I mean, speaking of of stability, I mean, why is ESCOM not looking into renewable energy, uh, preferably over nuclear? Well, I think they are. Uh, if you look at what has happened in the renewable energy IPP program for the last few years, mm-hmm. they actually have signed what we call PPAs, which are power purchase agreements. Uh, those are agreements that ESCOM enters into that guarantee us that ESCOM will buy electricity from us. But what has happened lately um, is that uh, ESCOM is now saying, let's have a debate about whether we should be signing these agreements at all costs mm. or not. Mm. Uh, so we're saying, you know, we're open to that debate. Okay. You, you, you know, when, you, when you're speaking agreements, when you're speaking debates, uh, I wouldn't be doing justice if I don't bring in Mr. Tobega, especially on this one. Uh, Mr. Youssef, uh, before I, I let you go, for people that want to be involved in your initiative, where can they get hold of you? Oh, they can email us on info at epowerza.com. Info uh, at epower.co? No, no. Info at yeah. epowerza. Or info at epowerza.com. Dot com. Our, inter- our, our Instagram page is epowerza. Okay. And our Twitter is epower underscore energy. So are you open to having discussions for people that want to of take course, this into Africa? Of course, of course. No, definitely. Um, make arrangement that to maybe um, they'll speak to you that maybe probably meet no um, and you have a discussion. Have a look at one. No, definitely. But thank you a lot for your for your time thank and you. for joining us. Thank you. And we're looking forward to to having further discussion. Um, I think I'm gonna be taking um, a break. Then from there, we're gonna be coming back with Mr. Kolani Kubega and engaging uh, some of these uh, PPE contracts that Mr. Major has made. Um, <laughs> show off. Whatever your term of endearment for your prize rod. Four banger, four by, barge, beamer, beater, Benz, big rig, bike, breezer, chori, chopper, clanker, crotch rocket, genka, ghetto cruiser, hog, hobdy, hypermiler, jalopy, junker, combi, lambo, land barge, pimpmobile, pocket rocket, puddle jumper, render rock scoot, shagging wagon, shitbox, sled, tank, warrant wagon, whoopee! There's only one place to visit if you're looking to buy a new vehicle, autotrader.co.za. With simple navigation and over 62,000 cars to choose from, it's a no-brainer. Visit autotrader.co.za today and find your next set of wheels. 360biz on cliffcentral.com You are still tuned in to 360biz. My name is Dabahoma Fordi. If ever you've just joined in, you've missed out a very interesting discussion um, that we have around renewable energy um, in studio. The students power packed. Uh, we've got gentlemen here that, that, you know, have been speaking about nuclear, renewable energy and, and taking advantage. So now before actually, we actually went on to ad break, we had posed a very interesting question to say, how participating are SMEs, um, in this? 
interesting um, industry of um, renewable energy. And like earlier, um, I had said that we're going to be having, or in studio, I've got Mr. Tulani Kuzayo and Mr. Tulani Kubega. Uh, Mr. Tulani Kuzayo is the Managing Director for Green Building um, Council. Maybe let me take this opportunity to welcome him on the show um, so that he says hi to our listeners, tell us who he is and what is it that he does, Mr. Tulani. Thank you very much for the invitation. Um, I think uh, for me it's just the exposure to the great minds in the room and hearing what kind of projects they're working on. It's yeah, amazing. no, that's what we do best. Yeah. That's what we do best. <laughs> and, and so, so just to introduce myself, I'm actually the, the managing executive there. Okay. Um, and I look after the public sector unit mm. at the Green Building Council. Mm. And, and that unit really is about advocating mm. green building practice as well as green building education in the public sector. Mm. You see, now we're getting somewhere. Now we're getting somewhere. And let me take this opportunity to welcome Mr. Kolani Kubega, who's the CEO of Small Business Development Institute, uh, who's not new on the show. Mr. Kubega, how are you? I'm good, thanks, and thanks for inviting us. No, definitely. It's a pleasure having you. I'm sure you're sitting and listening and you're thinking, eh, if I have this mic now, you know, I'd just be hitting. Eh? <laughs> well, unfortunately, no, because one thing that I'm not... You know, a specialist in everything. So I always prefer mm-hmm. to focus on the things that I know best. Because sometimes when you're a generalist, you tend to talk out of, yeah. out of 10. But I'm sure if you have direct questions around specific issues. Yeah. Uh, if I have a view, I will share that yeah. view. No, uh, Mr. Before before we went to 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 an ad break, Mr. Mbadra made mention of something very interesting, um, that ESCOM has signed a PPE agreement, um, you know, and and part of that, um, it's to further involve SMEs, um, in regards to 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 that. I know that you're in a space, um, that empowers um SMEs a lot, and with that, I mean, you even planning. Um, vision, uh, what vision 2030, um, you know, but and as well launching and doing SME policy colloquium every year. This year, I think it's the third year. Yes, it is. No, definitely. So maybe I think I know that there's somebody people that are listening that I knew uh, to this way, uh, to this initiative that you're doing. Um, you know, see, uh, and definitely the gentlemen um, that are in the space. So maybe do you want to perhaps give us a brief background. What is SBDI and what is this SME policy colloquium that you host every year? Okay, thanks. And again, thanks for inviting us. Uh, first, the SBDI really, uh, I would say our business, we focus on the supply chain. It was everything in business about the supply chain. Supply chain, Mr. Mbadjo, supply chain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and the failure of, of, of most small and black businesses in particular because they are formed without a specific integration to some of these major value chain. And that's, that's really the problem. And the other problem, obviously, is that we have a, an economic infrastructure which is still reeling on the designs of apartheid, which is based on a monopoly monopolic nature of big business, you know, with smaller businesses are integrated and related to the very same companies. And the challenge we have is how do we break these monopolies? How do we break these old boys club? That's one of the, our, 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 our major uh, uh, objectives to enable small black-owned companies not to remain perpetually small, but to be growth-oriented businesses, as it were. And we do that through a collaboration or symbiotic relation between these small companies and large companies, where, in fact, large companies are prepared to invest in bridging the capability gap of SMMEs. Mm. 
through ensuring that they can integrate them on a long-term basis into their major value chains through offtake agreements, you know, etc. And our part is to ensure that we can assist the small businesses to be able to bridge their capability, to be able, I think, to 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 have. Uh, uh, better planning to have better managed businesses, but to enable them to have a staying power because the most uh, uh, impediment small businesses that they collapse if they're not properly geared towards uh, uh, growth. And the challenge again, you know, is that most businesses, small businesses, they have a small business outlook, you know. Mm-hmm. But if you want to a successful small business, you need to have a trajectory that says, in five years' time, I want to be big. In ten years' time, I want to list. Therefore, your attitude, your attitude is different. Hmm. You know what, you, what you're saying, Mr. Kubera, it's very interesting. Let me ask this question to Sia. Sia, I mean, doing a show, um, you know, that, that I know that you travel a lot, uh, showcasing small businesses with potential. Um, and, and that are seeming to be doing amazing things. Uh, would you agree with Mr. Kubega that as small businesses, um, we've limited ourselves around thinking small? That's why we remain small. Or do you say well, you've met some entrepreneurs that are thinking uh, to the extent of listing? Um, what Kubega said is very true because there's some people that only think for here and now. And some a lot of the um, current... Let's say I'll put it current because in my current season right now, I'm focusing a lot more on startup businesses and where guys are seeing themselves going in the business. A lot of them, they started the business because I need to feed myself. You know, it's not a, I'm starting something that will grow me, empower people in five years time. This is where it needs to be in 10 years time. This is where it's going. It's something that I'm not working. I need something to feed my kid. So they, 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 they focus is on making it now, getting that you know, fist, what do they call fist to mouth hand kind of way to say, I get this money, I'll buy bread, I'll buy this, I'll feed myself, and then I'll go back on the hustle, if I'll put it that way. You know, that's where it is. Whereas in, then if you find someone who says, I've worked in this industry, I've got the background, I too want to be like this business that I once worked for or even better, then that's where it even it's different as well. So it's how we go into business. Is it desperation and or is it a you want to grow, you want to be an entrepreneur, you want to be a business person. So it plays those two roles in the business space, you know. And uh, one more point as well. With the show that we've been doing, I've been on the show for nine years. We've only profiled one entrepreneur who was working in the renewable energy space. Mm. One black entrepreneur. That says something, eh? Yeah. It definitely does say something. Um, that uh, this is a place. Uh, this is a space that is not mainly played in. And uh, let me bring in Mr. Kuzwayo on this. Uh, Mr. Kuzwayo, um, as the Green Building Council, um, you've said slightly in terms of the purpose that you guys serve as an organisation. Uh, but now the the main thing. Um, that we've realized in this space, whether being grilled, green building or renewable energy, it's mainly, um, a big industry dominated player or, you know, kind of focused industry. Um, what is a uh, green building council doing to make sure that small businesses are coming into play, uh, to actually partake or get empowered for them to tomorrow be the big business? So the, the interesting thing about that, um, is that the approach that we've used has always been to target 
the risk takers, the, the tools that they can pull the market forward. So, so the first move was the risk takers so they can pull the market forward. And the, the net effect has been that the, the, we've created almost an industry where you've got sustainability consultants who work specifically on, on, on buildings and, and it's energy, it's water efficiency and so on. And there hasn't been necessarily a direct, um, um, efforts directed towards targeting small businesses. But the outcome of that, these sustainability consultants are actually small businesses. And and by small, you could say it's a two-man show, but it's handling big projects or two-woman show handling big projects. And that has been a, a great thing as a result. So we've created an industry, and of those risk takers has been these individuals, um, uh, companies. And, and some of them have paid their school fees right from the beginning and actually now part of the leaders in the space. Hmm. I mean, um, it says here uh, the Green Building Council um, SA leads the transformation of South African property industry to ensure that buildings are designed, built, and operated in 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 an environmentally sustainable way. I mean, you spoke of businesses as small as two men show doing a big business. Yeah. Uh, can we speak figures? Maybe what is what what is big business according to you guys? Look, we, so, so there is no specific uh, number that we're talking about uh, as a big business. So, mm-hmm. so if we take, uh, companies that are members or part of the green building leadership network that we have, like Growth Point, you know, mm-hmm. so you talk different numbers there. <laughs> if, if you're talking about other entities, uh, like Solid Green, um, who have a specific turnover, which is not the same as, as Growth Point, mm-hmm. but maybe handling big projects. But I, I want to mention something else al- along this. So part of our, part of what we're measuring is besides energy and water, we've introduced a socioeconomic category. With the idea is to to take the transformation agenda in construction industry to a higher level, um, and the outcome of that has been that people who participate in that and projects who are targeting the socioeconomic category mm-hmm. have got businesses or people who participate in it. The outcome is that they have their own businesses and and real jobs. Hmm. So it's not uh, Tulani moving bricks from point A to B, but at the end of the project, Tulani is employable or is able to do other projects and start his own business. Mm. So now Green Building Cancer is a membership-oriented organization? Correct. Okay, tell us a bit about um, the kind of memberships you have and what kind of people you attract. So so, so membership in the in the early days, um, as we started out in, in 2007, has been a big corporates who became members because they're multinational uh, entities who, who also got the point a while back. Um, we've got uh, commercial um, companies, we've got retail, we've got uh, manufacturers and, 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 and product suppliers. Mm-hmm. There's the public sector is also coming on board, like uh, there's the Western Cape um, Provincial Government as a member. We, we've got now uh, Salga, which is becoming a member and taking an umbrella membership mm-hmm. with all municipalities effectively becoming members of the, of the Green Building Council. So there's a wide spectrum of it, a very fascinating because we've got all these different entities who wouldn't be sitting at the t- same table, mm. but we've got them at the at the same table. So it's a cross spectrum. Yeah, Mr. Tobera, I think we we must have green building um in 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 some of our discussions because obviously they influence a lot of uh, the property and construction industry, and obviously I know it's some of the things that um as the colloquium you know are not only looking at at empowering um in businesses within different industries, um but I mean now I've realized as well that um, you've came up with a, a master plan um, you know do you want to give us um, a high level goal of the master plan yes uh, I, th- I think one of the things that I think becomes important is that 
whilst we're trying to grapple on the ground with issues that pertain to challenges of SMEs, the problem is that we do not have a template in South Africa around which SMEs could, could, could be assisted. So we came with a master plan uh, first as a response, I think, to the National Development Plan you know, that, that says by 2030, 90% of jobs would come out of uh, uh, SMEs, which therefore means we need to do things differently. And for any critical change to happen, we need to break something. Mm -hmm. So as, as, as the SBDI, we want to break something. And what we want to break really is that strangled of large companies in the economy controlling all the value chains of of, of, uh, of uh, in, within the economy, the master plan therefore will will seek to address various critical uh, areas, which I can share with you. We have set ourselves some some what we call some high level goals. Mm. Yeah. So I mean, um, so some of these goals, it's yeah, it's okay. yeah. No, I'm going to sh I'm going to share with them. Uh, you know, sometimes age catch up. You need to use other things to achieve <laughs> other things. I'm looking for my <laughs> spectacles just to begin, just to share with 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 one of them. Part of what I think we need to do, we need to be able to have a template of entrepreneurship. Mm. What is our country's agenda on entrepreneurship and in inculcating a culture of entrepreneurship? How can how are we going to be able, as an example, to integrate entrepreneurship in our educational system? Mm. How do we identify high-growth uh, sectors where, where opportunities for SMMEs will be provided? How do we then uh, break down those value chains and ensure that uh, SMMEs uh, would, would, would participate? You talk about green uh, energy. Green energy is part of the fourth revolution. Mm -hmm. You know, within fourth revolution, we need to enable SMMEs to participate, you know, at, 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 at the beginning, not, you know, at the end. Where there are new opportunities, you need to be able to integrate young people because young people are more innovative, are flexible, you know, therefore they need to be that opportunity. So what we want to do, therefore, we want to locate SMME development in the epicenter of the economy. So the master plan, therefore, ought to bring South Africa together, get this S national SME policy master plan, and make sure also that there is high collaborators within key stakeholders of the economy from the private sector and uh, the, 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 the public sector, as it were. And the master plan ought to be private sector-led, you know, hmm. because government creates policy. But large companies, you know, your banks, your manufacturing sector, need to be able to agree to this master plan to make sure that as South Africa we can move uh, forward together and ensure that we can engender a long-term approach that ensures that at the center of whatever we do, SMMEs, you know, uh, uh, at the center, we ensure that we have a growth-oriented culture of uh, SME development and also there is they need to be a clear uh, roadmap that says how do we move third tier uh, companies into second tier into first tier you know of development so that they not remain perpetual SMEs therefore the colloquium we therefore want to integrate and coordinate that process and bring all key stakeholders uh, together we're fortunate that we were able to influence uh, the, the, the enactment of the Department of Small Business. And the fact that we have a department, that department is not an ad 
administrative department. Yes, it will have to look at that people are paid on time. Yes, it will have to look at a, a, a red tape. But more importantly, it needs to integrate South Africa's economic policy as it relates to SME development mm-hmm. so that the template runs across the, 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 the economy as it were so that SME development cannot be no longer be a stepchild of the economy but at the epicenter of economic development and inclusive growth. Mm. So, and I understand you've got a two-day event, um, yes. you know, to, uh, 27th and 28th. Do you want to quickly tell us to, uh, about that event? Yes, the colloquium, as, as, you, as you have correctly observed, is going to be the post, kickstart the process of crafting this master plan. Mm. You know, so the topics that I've just alluded to are going to be breaking down, broken down into specific uh, 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 subjects that will be interrogated by each uh, of the working groups. Post that. We have a, a master plan task team, therefore, that is going to do research, that's going to consult internationally, locally, a private sector uh, in the, in, in the, in the, in the uh, public sector also, and ensure that there is buy-in, there's understanding, mm. that we make sure that we have the necessary data that would support uh, the implementation of this type of master plan, that we also agree in terms of what are those key sectors uh, that perhaps could be, could be targeted to promote uh, SME uh, development and what are those service sectors because sometimes we also forget that the biggest employer is in the service sector. Mm. How can we best target service sector uh, such as tourism, you know, such as wholesale, such mm. as retail as an example, marketing, uh, legal services, law services, mm. legal services, etc. Uh, et, et to ensure that SMMEs are at the epicenter. I mean, right now you have big, large companies, mm. auditing firms, law firms, but which are taking advantage of new business that ought perhaps to be used uh, to use that uh, procurement spend to promote the introduction of new growth-oriented businesses in the economy. Yeah. So, I mean, um, we, 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 we're actually running out of time. Okay. So this event, is it open to the public? Well, it's open to the public. You know, we've never even charged the public since we, we, we started. All that people do, they work in to attend. They mm-hmm. can send an email to myself with their full details, the person's details, the mm-hmm. title on your business, your your email address, and we'll we will forward. But where we have a cutoff because our cutoff is six hundred. We are sitting now just over five hundred. Okay, your, uh, your email address is uh, it's Colani X O L A N I dot Kubeka Q U B E K A. At sbdi.org.za. We would encourage people to attend. In mm. fact, I would also attend, like to invite the youth because, in fact, on the 28th, we have a dedicated breakfast mm. from half past seven to half past eight, which will be with the minister and the deputy uh, minister, uh, where we just having a breakfast and a conversation mm. around youth and youth. Uh, related uh, uh, issues. Okay. Uh, can you uh, send a tweet about this information um, when we're done? Mr. Kuzo, I want to take you on a challenge. Um, I want I wanna, I wanna us to do a show around green building. Sure. Um, I want you to have you back. Because I, I, th- I think we didn't do justice to you and the sector that, that, you, that you're in. Because it's something that I think it's not well 
um, you know, people and it's not well invested in, yeah. and people are not playing enough uh, with it. Can you plan with Asanda that let's have a show on that day where we discuss nothing but but green building? Sure, I'd love that. Yeah. No, definitely. So for people that are listening that want to join membership, where can they get hold of more information? Um, so so they can drop me an email. Mm. Um, I'll give you my email address. It's uh, tulani dot at gbcsa. So that's t h u l a n i dot k u z w a y o at gbcsa dot org dot za. Okay, Mr. Mbanja, people that want to get hold of you. Okay, they can go to our website, which is www.engineeringandconstruction.sene. Sene is spelled S-E-N-E-R. Um, and they can also send us an email to melissa.campbell at sene.co.za. No, definitely. I'd really like to, Mr. Mbanjo, um, for us to, to, to have this discussion, um, even outside, if ever, I mean, cause right now these are small industries that a lot of black people are not playing into, small business are not into. So, I mean, there is, um, accommodative for that industry within, uh, the master plan. So that maybe even if next year we could guys have you, um, as, uh, involved in some way or the other. Um, that we, we get exposed to, to people. Um, so in closing, we've got a general secretary from the South African, uh, Youth Chamber of Commerce. Um, my brother, do you want to quickly say hi to our listeners? Um, tell us who you are and, um, what is it that you guys do as the chamber? My brother? Hey, good day. Thank you for yeah. Sure. yeah. Can you quickly tell us what is it that you guys do as the chamber? Look, the youth chamber was established uh, two years ago mm-hmm. to basically mobilize all youth business formations in the country. Okay. But central to that uh, was to you know be able to have programs mm-hmm. that are focused uh, you know in developing uh, entrepreneur, young entrepreneurs in, yeah. uh, in South Africa. So basically, our focus is on pol- policy formulations, but beyond that, to create an entrepreneurial space mm. uh, for young people to be able to partake. Okay, so yeah. for people that want to get involved, when can they get more information? Uh, they can check our website. It's uh, www.yccisa.co.za. Yeah, but if they are in, well, in all provinces, they can be able to consult, uh, I mean, go to NYD offices as well. Mm. Um, they can be able to get uh, our details there because we exist in all the uh, provinces of the country. No, definitely. Um, Sia, my brother, thank you for joining. Yeah, Mr. Mafodi, thank you very much for having I ho- me. I hope it was informative. It was very, very informative. Yeah. I mean, there's no way that we can fail as these young entrepreneurs and young people out there who are thirsty for knowledge. But in Zulu they always say, in Zulu they always say, you know, yeah. We can take you to the wall, but we can't force you to drink. No, no, definitely. We can definitely take you to the wall and we can't force you to drink. Catch us again next time right here on cliffcentralchannel.com. My name is Deborah Homofody. The name of the show is 360 Biz. We out. Cliffcentral.com.